1: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe.
0: It's up There he goes. It's a C-Mack attack.
1: This is Desmond Johnson on the Believe and Carolina Panthers podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe that you enjoy the show? Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available in your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And welcome into the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast. I'm your host, Desmond Johnson, joined by the homie Skyler Callahan, beat writer for Sports Illustrated for the Carolina Panthers and the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, You can catch his work on Twitter at Callahan underscore. Um, Before we get into what we're going to do, a Super Bowl preview, of course, the Los Angeles Rams hosting the Cincinnati Bengals uh, in the Super Bowl this upcoming Sunday. We'll kind of look at some of the storylines involved there. Uh, not a lot of Panther news this week, although uh, Senior Bowl was this week, so we'll take a look at some prospects at quarterback for the Carolina Panthers that were in this uh, Senior Bowl. Uh, a couple of intriguing picks. We'll see uh, what Skyler thinks about uh, some of these quarterbacks that the Panthers may take a, a swing on with the sixth pick in the overall uh, first round for the NFL draft this year. Um, but before we get to all of that, quick word from bet online one of our sponsors here with belief bet online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond bet online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action in 2022 it's a new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Excuse me. Use our promo code BELIEVE to get started from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. That is, bet online, where the game starts. And where we start is with the Senior Bowl this past week. Uh, there were three quarterbacks that were featured. In this matchup, Skyler, uh, a couple that are pretty well known to uh, the ACC footprint here where we are. Um, The Panthers have the sixth pick in the draft, uh, and they've got an issue at quarterback. So we'll just I'll just kind of roll these names out one at a time to you and get your thoughts on them here. Uh, Let's start off with the guy that started off heavily favored to be one of the top picks in the draft when the college football season began. Draft stock kind of fell a little bit. And he's trying to redeem himself here uh, in the circuit with Senior Bowl and soon-to-be workouts and whatnot. And that's uh, North Carolina Tar Heel quarterback Sam Howell. Uh, your thoughts on Sam Howell potentially being a Panther and what are what would the route be to get him? Because I think the sixth pick would be too high for Sam Howell. Uh, I have no idea where he's projected. I can go check that while you're uh, answering the question. But your thoughts on Sam Howell from North Carolina uh, in Carolina and what would that mean for the quarterback room if it was Howell?
0: Yeah, I mean, a couple of years ago, I was really high on Sam Howell. I think it was his freshman year where he just kind of took the world by storm. And I was dead set on saying this guy is going to be a first-round, surefire first-round pick whenever he comes out. And I don't know. I think we kind of saw over the last two years when defenses got accustomed to seeing him, they saw more tape, that it started to show some of his deficiencies. Like, he, he kind of panics a little bit in the pocket. Gets a little happy feet, makes some questionable decisions here and there. And to be honest with you, Desmond, like this guy, he reminds me a ton. And and I know a lot of Panthers fans don't want to hear this, but he reminds me a lot of Will Greer in college. Like (laughs) they had, they come from somewhat similar offenses. They kind of play the same way. Their mobility's about the same. They're not like extremely athletic, but they're athletic enough. And, their their arm strength is about the same. Their their size is about the same. They just they remind me so much of each other. I I would not take Sam Hill Sam Howell number six overall. I probably wouldn't even take him in the first round. And obviously with Carolina not having a second or third round pick, they they would have to move up into one of those rounds to take him if he falls out of the first. But I would say if if Carolina were to take him. Maybe you trade back and and get him, you know, late first round or mid first round, but I think he's going to go in the first round just because teams are going to need quarterbacks, and that's just you know how how the NFL works. Is some years, even though a year like this where there's no good quarterbacks, really, they're going to go out and and make a move for one because they they have to or they feel the need to do so. My personal grade on him is a a, a middle second round pick. I, I just don't. I'm not very high on him. Um, that's that would be my ceiling. If if I were the GM, I wouldn't take him at all. But I would I would maybe even have him as a third round pick. I, I just I'm not very high on him. If you put him hit put him in some of these other draft classes with quarterbacks like last year, he's probably what the seventh quarterback off the board. So like yeah,
1: yeah probably. I, I, I
0: just don't see it.
1: Um, He's projected right now. um, CBS Sports has him as the fifth ranked quarterback and number 55 overall prospect in the 2022 NFL draft. So like you said, about mid second round uh, is where Howell's kind of looking at right now. If we had a second round pick, I'd be like, hell yes, use it on Howell in the middle of the second. I don't have a problem with that at all. And then, then you can kind of do a Sam Darnold, Sam Howell competition type thing, maybe uh, let him earn it. But, I don't know if I would trade up to get Sam Howell. Um, now, if he's still sitting there, you know, in the fourth round or something like he just like has a fall. And he's still sitting there. I could see the Panthers taking a, a shot on him. If he's still sitting there in the third, um, you know, just off their draft board, probably they might make something happen to do that. I still feel like the Panthers are going to make some moves to get into the second and third round anyway, uh, whether it's Definitely. trade a player. Uh, they don't really have. A lot of collateral to trade in terms of like future that draft picks, correct? Uh, didn't they use a lot of that kind of stuff uh, over the past couple of years? With the I know they gave up some stuff to the the Jets for Darnold, and I think that's why we don't have a second this year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I'm not sure what they have, but watching Fitter move around the board last year, I'm not too worried about them getting picks. They'll end up getting picks. They're just going to be like mid to late round picks. Like, I, I feel like they're going to stock up on like fourth, fifth, sixth round picks and just go get a whole bunch of offensive linemen. Uh, Like, I could see them bringing in, like, you know, 10 offensive linemen (laughs) off of this uh, draft. Uh, One of the other three quarterbacks um, in the Senior Bowl this week, Pittsburgh quarterback Kenny Pickett. Um, He – well, let's talk about Kenny here for a second. He was also in the Senior Bowl. Uh, He is actually being – I'm trying to see. He's he's shown as a first-round pick. Uh, looks like I'm trying to see where they've got him.
0: I know a lot of people have him as a top 10, potentially first quarterback off the board. Um, yeah. So, so I don't even have going to Carolina,
1: but I yeah. just. The, the CBS one I'm looking at, they don't have him in the top 10. They actually have, it looks like they have Carolina. Okay, I see what they did. They have Carolina trading with Washington, uh, and then Washington takes Matt Corral, Matt Corral from Ole Miss at pick six, so he's the first quarterback they have off the the board, which is actually kind of surprising. I, I wouldn't have had it be him. Uh, I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if Washington's going to be doing all that for Matt Corral, but okay. Um, then they've got looks like they moved, so Carolina would be at number thirteen. They've got Carolina picking Carson Strong from Nevada. What, uh, what do you know about uh, Carson Strong? Uh, Carson,
0: <laughs>
1: Carson Strong is a, he, I really
0: think he's got a, a chance at being a good quarterback in the league, but he's a developmental guy. Like he, he's not going to come in right away and start and and take this team to. He, he's not worth the first round pick, in my opinion. Now, is he? Does he have the the traits and and the the skill set that you want in a quarterback? Yeah, for the most part, he's not very mobile. Um, he's kind of more of your your traditional stand in the pocket, uh, kind of like a Philip Rivers or Ben Roethlisberger type quarterback. But he he can throw the ball. There's no doubt about it. But I don't think making a play for Carson Strong makes sense um, in the first round. I think he's a guy that. If he's available in in the on day two or potentially day th- early day three, yeah, you take a swing there. But that that's a bit of a reach in, in, my, in my opinion. And uh, but for Kenny Pickett, I really like Kenny Pickett, and I'm trying to figure out why I like him so much because there's so many things that you can say that can turn you off on him. Like I, I know, especially around here, we all talk about measurements,
1: <laughs> right? And-
0: the hands are very small
1: and oh my uh, lord yes they are i just saw a picture (laughs) i didn't realize it he's got like child hands it's really (laughs) weird.
0: and and i know a lot of people will be like does it really matter now listen there's a difference between a quarterback's hand measurement and an offensive lineman's arm length i think you can value him the same but i think you're you're a little bit more worried with the quarterback's hand situation because he's handling the ball. Um, yeah. And I yeah. think cold weather games, like that stuff could be a little bit of a worry. Uh, I think he even fumbled the ball during the the, the the senior bowl the other day a little bit. So that's kind of why he wears the two gloves. And I just, I, I don't know. I mean, he's got enough mobility to, to be a <clears throat> threat, but he's not going to burn anybody away. He doesn't have... A, a rocket for an arm, but he can make the NFL throws. It's just, again, he's another guy that in any other draft would probably be a day two pick at, at best. But here he is, the number one quarterback on the board. He's my He would be my number one quarterback on the board. But again, the hands thing, it scares me.
1: Yeah, actually, I finally found him. Uh, CBS Sports has him as pick 28 uh, going to Detroit. Um, and they actually say it in their, their review that they uh they have him as a second rounder but they feel like someone will come up at the bottom of the first round to grab him yeah um i kind of agree with that i don't know now that could be interesting for carolina because what car because carolina needs more than just a quarterback so i would be perfectly fine actually i'm kind of expecting them to trade out of the sixth pick and trade down into the bottom of the first to pick up a second or to pick up a third um it, it, that seems like the logical thing to do um because there's no one at six that just stands out to me where I'm like, ooh, he's there. Except for Evan Neal from Alabama, if he's still there, <laughs> number six, uh, the the tackle, then I'm like, yeah, you gotta kind of gotta make that happen. Um,
0: from what I understand is that Carolina is is very, very okay with with picking at six, and I say this because even though we know Scott Federer loves to trade down and this would be a great opportunity for him to to trade down and kind of recoup some of those picks. you got to think, too, of of his mindset because last year he said it, and he said it again this year, that at a certain point in the draft, there's a talent drop-off. So, like, after – I think he said, like, pick 18, 19, somewhere in that range, there's usually a drop-off. And from there to, like, pick 40 it's or, or 45 or somewhere around in there, it's about the same type of player. So at the end of the first round through the second round, you're getting the same player. And with with those guys, you don't really know what you're getting, really. I mean, yeah, they may be a back end first-round pick or top of the second round pick, but those things never always work out. Like when you're picking number six, you know there's a good chance that you're gonna hit on that guy. Now, there, yeah. there are there are possibilities where that doesn't happen, but it's a less of a of a of a chance of him not working out, so I think they're actually going to pick at six. I really do, even though it makes sense to trade down. If one of those three offensive tackles is there, whether it be Charles Cross, Aquanu, or Evan Neal, they're going to stay. If they're on, if any of those guys are on the board, they're going to take one of those guys. I, I don't, and I would be
1: play fun. Play. I'd be fun with them doing that. Actually, at previous years, I'd be like, no, don't. I hate them taking off with the, in the first round. But Yeah, it's not a sexy pick at all. I think the last one we did. Jeff Otah, I think was the last first round offensive lineman. Jordan Gross is the the last left tackle that we took in the first round, and he was a, a decade long stalwart at left tackle, you know, but from Jake DeLome to Cam Newton. So that pick worked out. Uh, Jeff Ota would have worked out if he hadn't gotten injured, you know, a couple of years in. But uh, they traded up for him to get him in the first round. That was a Marty Herney classic uh, right there. Um, then we got Malik Willis. The most interesting one here from Liberty, um, the, CBS Sports, actually, three weeks ago, uh, Chris Tapasso, Trapasso of CBS Sports actually mocked Malik Willis to the Panthers with the six overall pick, uh, and it seemed like it was a reach at the time, but after the Senior Bowl in Mobile Alabama this week, hit by, it seems by consensus that Willis had the best time during the Senior Bowl. Uh, And that that bump is going to hit his draft stock uh, now. And uh, they kind of got him going to Carolina at six. What would you think about Malik Willis at number six overall uh, from the Panthers? I keep seeing this thing about uh, Willis and Cam Newton having some sort of relationship, some sort of friendship with each other. And the the idea is that they bring Cam back on a one-year team-friendly deal basically to mentor uh, Willis and be the bridge uh, for him and I did see some of him uh, during Senior Bowl weekend, and I was actually pretty impressed with him. He, he's an intriguing pick. Is there anything about Malik Willis that that screams out to you? Don't take this kid with the sixth pick.
0: The the, the there's a few things. Um, first of all, I I think he's not as as refined as a passer as some of the other guys in this class are, and that's that's saying something because as I've said, I don't, I'm not really sold on any of these guys, but. He's, he's got to be a better decision-maker. Um, I think he throws better on the run than he does in the pocket. Now, some may argue with that, but that's just what I see. And I, I will say this. Willis does have probably the strongest arm in this class, and it's, I don't even think it's close. The dude can really throw the football. The only problem is he puts the ball in dangerous areas a lot. And I, I don't can't move.
1: <laughs> it yeah. sounds
0: like young Cam, like 2011 Cam Newton. <laughs> I just don't know if he's going to be one of those guys that y- you know you you sit there and you look at, at him and you take the potential at six and and hope that he just he's a home run, or you take him at six knowing the risk and it's it's just an, a disaster. You know what I mean? I, I think for Carolina, you want to be sure. When you're picking a quarterback, if you're gonna pick a quarterback at number six, you have to be damn sure he's the next the guy for the next 10 to 12 years. I don't I don't get that vibe from Malik Willis. I don't get it from Kenny Pickett. I don't get it from any of these. To yeah. me, I, I just don't think you can take a quarterback in this class. Malik Willis, yes, he is intriguing. Yes, he's interesting. I think it makes sense. I get the storylines, but I'm just not sold on, on Malik Willis either. Like I've I've watched a lot of this kid's tape and I've I've watched him at Liberty and there's a lot of times where he has struggled against lesser competition. I just it he doesn't stick out to me in this class. He he just he had an opportunity to I think this year to really make a name for himself and and really cement himself as a number 1
1: quarterback, but he just didn't do that. Here's <clears throat> to me, I'm gonna go the opposite route here. Willis is the most intriguing to me based off of what's going on in the Panthers' front office. So I'm kind of looking at it like, okay, Matt Rule n- understands he's on the hot seat. So this is kind of a make it break it type of year. Even though he signed a seven year deal, yada, yada, we all know that it, this is kind of the year where it's like, okay, if it's not, if we're not showing signs of 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 hope <laughs> by the end of year three, then uh, he may not be here. So I'm looking at it like, okay, is he gonna pick something? That that'll be good for the next 10 years, or will you pick something to ensure he's still here for the seven that he signed? And I'm looking at Willis and I'm like, okay, there's so many questions in terms of um what is Matt Roll's true relationship to Cam Newton? That's really what I'm looking at here because it makes the most sense. Willis was actually an Auburn Tiger. Um, and then he only attempted 14 passes before transferring out to begin his junior year elsewhere, and he went to Liberty, had two years there uh it last year stats 61.1 completion rate uh, a little over 2800 passing yards 27 touchdowns 12 interceptions rushed for 878 yards 13 tds he's six foot one 225 um he's basically Jalen hurts with a with a stronger arm it feels like which is not bad to be honest i wouldn't mind having Jalen hurts uh i like them coming out he felt like one of those guys that could grow into a, a good quarterback. He's a coach's son type of thing. And uh, the only thing with Willis, he didn't really play anybody in college. So you're not really sure what he can do. He he, he needs some refinement, I guess, to his, like his footwork and stuff like that. This is all stuff we heard before with Cam Newton. Inconsistent, accuracy issues, needs to work on his touch, uh, needs to uh, understand uh, coverage. All, this is pretty much reading Cam Newton's uh, draft. Thing when he came out, you know what I mean? It feels like I'm like if you covered up Malik Willis from the screen, it sounds like uh 2011 Cam Newton big arm, great pocket mobility, electric elusiveness, hard to tackle, top end speed, can throw on the run, playmaker, great on design, quarterback runs, sky high potential. That sounds like Cam Newton. <laughs> so it's like, do you want something like that where you can maybe have if you if you get them ready? pluck them in there into this this offense and then build the offensive line to me i always go back to uh the great wall of dallas most of the great wall of dallas was built with like castaways and like late round picks and guys that like had been left for dead from other teams they did have first round talent on it eric williams um who's the other guy uh not eric williams uh crap a minute back but Eric Williams was the first round pick I'm pretty sure but the rest of them like Stefanski and two and all those guys they just became a unit together and I think what the what the Panthers really need to do is to find guys like that and to find a really good offensive line coach. We haven't had an offensive line coach that's really good here since uh Matsko I guess. Um and now he would have been here during Rivera during the Super Bowl run and the three NFC South championships. Uh and the line Basically, plowed the way for our running game. You know, that was double trouble with, uh, you know, uh, uh, D'Angelo Williams and uh, Stewart and whatnot, where we were known as a running team. That's what they need to do. If they're gonna, if rules gonna sit and say he wants to be known as a punishing running team that's smart with the football, ball control, blah, blah, blah. Well, you got to build that. You can't just keep saying it over and over again and try to apply it to the, the, the roster we have. You have to actually go out and get the parts for that. And if that's the case, if they really want to be that kind of offense, Malik Willis actually fits them better than Pickett or uh, Howell in terms of. Although Howell can run it a little bit himself, I think I I'm salivating at the idea of building an offense around Willis, similar to what the Ravens are running, which is basically similar to what we were running in 2015, where Lamar is like the the the, the key to everything, but the off the defense has to play against. Lamar like usually you're playing 10 on 11 because the quarterback's not a threat to run unless you're playing the Ravens and you have to dedicate a guy to him if we could have a guy like that where the defense has to dedicate a guy to Willis it opens it up for McCaffrey it opens it up for more it opens it up really for the whole offense and everything just looks easier that's the that's the one thing that I want when we get back I want it so that the offense doesn't look like it's having to try so hard to get five yards like watching (laughs) the Bills the Chiefs, uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals, who we'll talk about here in just a second. The Rams, they just convert first down so easily. It just feels like it's not a struggle. You kind of expect it. And then we watch the Panthers, and it just feels like they're just working so hard to get three yards. And it's just, <laughs> I, I want someone where we don't have to do that anymore. And I, I tell you, man, Willis, do you think that Matt Rule is a big enough gambler to be like, you know what? Let's go for Willis at number six. If it blows up in our face, I was going to get fired at the end of this year. Anyway, if it doesn't, I'm going to be here for the next 15, and we've got the next dude in the NFL. Do you think Matt Rule is the type of guy to pull the trigger on somebody like Malik Willis? I mean, I think he
0: he understands that he's got to improve that position one way or another this offseason, whether it's draft, trade for agency, something, and if he feels like the best chance for them – to improve that is through the draft, and Malik Willis might be the guy because I don't, I don't, I don't really think that they're gonna go with Pickett. Um, I don't see them really connected to Matt Corral. So, I mean, Malik Willis, it would make sense because he's got the the dual threat ability. He's got a cannon for an arm. It's just about can you teach him to kind of. It's kind of like Lamelo Ball, honestly, in terms of. Like, LaMelo, he's, he's got all the the, the the talent in the world, but sometimes he he does tries to do a little too much. And Malik Willis is kind of the same thing. He's got the talent to be a really good quarterback, not only in college but the NFL, but sometimes he hurts himself by trying to do too much. And I think mm-hmm. if he just pulls back some of that a little bit, he could be a really good player if he just takes what the defense gives him. And – honestly, behind this offensive line, you're going to have to because the run for his life anyway. Yeah.
1: I mean, but well, who better to have back there than a mobile quarterback when we already know that he's going to need to be uh, running around a little bit uh, unless they can uh, to me, free agency. I'm like, who are the best free agent offensive linemen that are out there? Like I'd rather have some veterans on the line instead of bringing in a bunch of rookies to be on the offensive line. Cause then you're still going to be like, you know, a year or two away from those guys gelling. If you can get, two or three dude like veteran offensive linemen that have been in the league six years, seven years or whatever, aren't really injury prone can come in and really start to build a foundation. You've got a couple of dudes that you drafted last year, Brady Christensen, let him stay at left tackle. Let him try to do that. You know what I mean? And then pick up a a guy or two mid round this draft. It's not that dire. They, they can, they had injuries and everything else. They can, they can fix the offensive line in the off season. I'm not really too worried about that. The quarterback room though is different. Like, I don't know of any of these free agent quarterbacks or potential Russell Wilson. I know Aaron Rodgers has all these connections now to Carolina based on who they've hired and all this other stuff. I don't see Aaron Rodgers coming to Charlotte. I just don't. <laughs> it's yeah. just, I, I don't know how that could possibly even like, I don't even know how that conversation would go for someone to convince him to be like, you know what? If you went to the Panthers, now you're cooking with something. Plus my understanding is that he's building a house in Nashville. So like Tennessee has become like uh Spot where people are looking at, which honestly would make a hell of a lot of sense for Aaron Rodgers to play for the Titans. And I'm pretty sure the Titans would just shove Ryan Tannehill to the curb for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, can you imagine Aaron Rodgers handing off to Derrick Henry behind that offensive oh, line
0: and with Julio Jones on
1: the outside? Like,
0: <laughs> Brown and, and, and AJ is just good. And and, and yeah. Devontae yeah. Adams is a free agent who could maybe get, I mean, that's come with them. Oh, my lord, yeah, that, I mean, that sounds like it. to me. and and I think. With, with with Matt Rule too, I almost kind of feel like if he does take a quarterback in with the number six pick, and if it's a guy more so like Malik Willis, and you can see the potential, I think it could actually buy him more time than we think. Now, I only say that because if you if you go and get like say Kenny Pickett, and you're and you go 5 and 11 or 5 and 12 again, you're definitely going to get fired. But if you bring in Malik Willis and you say you go 7 and 10 or, yeah, 7 and 10, I can't keep up with the 17 game thing. Uh, but if you go 7 and 10 with Malik Willis and you win, let's say, again, say you beat some good teams like the Bengals next year, I think they have on their schedule, they have. I think the Ravens say you beat some of those good teams and you go seven and nine with Malik Willis. I mean, are you really going to
1: kick him to the curb then? Mm -hmm. Does it give? Does it buy him maybe one more more time? Yeah. See, that's and that's the mentality I'm thinking because that seems like the way Rule would think. Like, okay, what can I do to buy more time here? Like, if I if I draft a quarterback for the future, would they would they seriously let me go if I win seven games next year and we show improvement and Willis gets eased into this? And for good measure, I keep Cam Newton around. He's the starter at the end of the year, and we use him to kind of groom Willis, so to speak. A would Cam do that? I think he would actually. Um, Although Cam said, you know, he wants to be someplace where they're going to win. I think they could win here with that. I mean, they were winning, well, well, the very beginning of the year when they had all their pieces, when people started getting injured, McCaffrey, Shaq, uh, you know, things started falling apart really on them. But I don't know. I just feel like the franchise needs a spark of some kind. They can't go into this draft the way they left the the end of the season with all the the uh, contradictory comments and uh, rule going on the radio and just kind of making it worse. No one's seen David Tepper. Like, I feel like they need something to get the fan base kind of excited again. And to me, that's the number one thing they could do would be draft Willis with the sixth pick. And it it doesn't even seem shocking anymore if he goes six. Like It feels like every year, the past three or four years, there's a quarterback that comes up from like North Dakota State or some random just out of nowhere and gets catapulted up to the top 10 of the draft. And they've kind of all worked out so far. Well, I don't know if you can say Carson Wentz has worked out, (laughs) but (laughs) he got a $100 million contract, so he kind of worked out, uh, at least in the beginning. And we'll see about Trey Lance. Um, but there's always somebody, Josh Allen. I mean, you know what I mean? There's always this guy that nobody really knew of mainstream-wise that was killing it in whatever division they were in, and there's always questions about him. They get to the pro, and they're, they're good immediately. Like, they just take to it like a fish to water, and I feel like Willis could maybe possibly uh, do that. Um, let's move on real quick, because I want to get our Super Bowl predictions in before we get out of here. Before we go, real quick, uh, a word from Masterworks. Uh, What I'm about to say might shock you, but the greatest quarterback of all time is not just a GOAT on the field. He is a GOAT when it comes to investing also. He invests in stocks, crypto, and even art. Now, you can invest like the GOAT with Masterworks. Masterworks is the investing platform that lets you buy shares representing an investment in art from icons like Picasso, Monet, and Warhol. And even great, art price outpaced the S&P 500 by 164% from 92 to 2001 or from 92 and 2001. In fact, early investors already received over 30% IRR 2020 and 2021 from the sale of two paintings. This is your opportunity to join 300,000 other members and invest like the goat, get priority access with their game day promo, go to masterworks.art slash believe that's masterworks.art slash believe see important disclosures at masterworks.io slash disclaimer. So you can actually invest in some artwork uh, there, Skylar and, Look towards the future. Um, let's real, <laughs> let's go real quick. to. Uh, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it because our team isn't actually in it, but there is a little game that's going to be played on Sunday. Uh, Super Bowl. Rams, the second team in a row to actually host the Super Bowl after the first time ever last year when Tampa did it, um, although they'll have a way more uh, fans in there, I would imagine, for this one, taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. What is your feel with this game? Like We won't go into a whole lot of anal- analysis or whatever. What's the vibe you're getting from this game, and who are you leaning towards right now?
0: Man, it's – I've just – from from the early beginning rounds of the playoffs, I've just felt something with Cincinnati. Me too. And I didn't know that if they – I didn't really think they would get this far, but I thought there was a chance. Like, I, I knew they were capable of making a run. Did I think they get to the Super Bowl? Probably not, but – I, I, I didn't put it past him because of Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, J- Joe Mixon. I mean, they've got talent. And I just – you know, you, it looks so easy, right? You, you look at the roster side by side. You see Jalen Ramsey. You see Aaron Donald. You see Odell Beckham Jr. You see Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, like Vaughn Miller. The list just goes on and on and on. And then you look over Cincinnati, and it's literally Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, and a bunch of other guys. Mm-hmm. But – to me, I think really the pressure is more on L.A. because yeah. of that, because yeah. they were expected to win. They were they they were pegged the Super Bowl champs by, what was it, week four, or week five when they beat Tampa Bay? Like, everyone expected them to get to this point. No one expected Cincinnati to get here. Matthew Stafford's getting older. He, he, his time to go get a Super Bowl is kind of closing, and who knows if this may be the only time he gets there where Joe Burrow's got a whole career left. So I feel like there's more pressure on L.A., and we've seen at times this year where Matthew Stafford makes really bad decisions, costs his team, throws interceptions, and a lot of times has been pick sixes. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go with Cincinnati just because it feels like it's their year to do it out of nowhere, and I think it's kind of like when Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs did it their first year when they won the Super Bowl. Like, the, everyone knew they were going to be pretty good, but you didn't expect them to go win the Super Bowl that year. And I think that's kind of what we're expecting with Cincinnati
1: now. Yeah, I, I'm, there's something about these Bengals where it's like I, – I I feel weird picking against them. It feels like they just kind of got this thing going. Um this Rams team is so loaded, though. Th- this Rams defensive front is going to try to murder Joe Burrow on and national television. Yeah, they very well might. Because, <laughs> I mean, the Bengals gave up the most sacks than any other team this year. I know it sounds surprising, Panther fans, but, uh, yeah, the Beagles actually beat us uh, in terms of m- uh, most sacks allowed. Uh, this is really Burrow's first full season because he got hurt last year. I don't. No one expected this. No one. There's no, if someone told me they thought Cincinnati was going to get – to the Super Bowl by beating uh, the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead w- in overtime when Pat Mahomes had the ball first, I, I was <laughs> like, "You're crazy! You you've lost your mind! You shouldn't go outside! You, there's something wrong with you." But uh, this Bengals team—they just fight. Like they they get plays at the right time. Uh, Joe Burrow has just got this swag going on right now. Where if he wins this Super Bowl, is he the face of the league going forward? Like, does he just kind of yank that away from Pat Mahomes? Because it's been betrothed to Mahomes pretty much uh, since that first appearance in the Super Bowl. And, he, and rightfully so, he's been the face of the league. But if Burrow does this, like this, he'd be the first player ever to win a national championship, a Heisman Trophy, and a Super Bowl. That's um that's just crazy. You know what I mean? It, plus, and, and I know that probably <laughs> hurts Panther fans like in their hearts because <laughs> it's like, ah, we actually had a dude that could have did this in 2015. But uh, I think the only ones that have come close were uh, Cam. And I can't remember who the other guy was on the quarterback. Somebody won the Heisman and a Super Bowl, I thought. Uh the dude from the Raiders, uh, back in the day, Jim Plunkett, I think he won the Heisman, won but he didn't win a national championship. Um, there was somebody that won the national championship and the Heisman and got to the Super Bowl and lost it. I can't remember who that was, but Cam was one of them. There was two guys, Cam was one and there was another guy. Um, I, I'm kind of leaning Bengals. I just wanted to be a good game. Cause I'm not, I don't really have a, you know, a, a dog in the fight. Um, I'm very much looking forward to the the Pepsi Super Bowl halftime show because that that's my <laughs> <laughs> I'm 44. That's my lane. That's what I grew up on. So you're talking Dr. Dre, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, Mary J. Blige, Snoop Dogg. Come on, man. I, normally I would walk out the room, go cook some wings or something, uh, you know, something I'm else. Just sure. I mean, yeah.
0: I'm, I'm yeah,
1: This is the first halftime show I could think of probably where I was like, ooh, I gotta, I gotta. Check out the halftime show. Like it, I can't think of another halftime show. Maybe Prince, uh, when they were in Miami, um, the Colts and the the Bears Super Bowl when it was raining and he did purple rain on the electric guitar and the rain <laughs> on the stage. That was that's peak uh halftime shows there. I can't I'm trying to think of another halftime show that would compare <laughs> infamously. The the Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake halftime show happened during the Patriots Panthers Super Bowl 38. Um that's still talked about. But, yeah, I feel like they're going to throw out all the, the stops for this. Um, halftime acts don't get paid uh, for the Super Bowl. And Dr. Dre has paid for all this himself, this show they're going to be doing. So I have no idea what to expect. But knowing him and the perfectionist he is, I'm a huge Dr. Dre fan. It's going to be a huge event, uh, them doing this in L.A. at SoFi. So I am kind of, I think – did you pick Bengals out all that? Or, okay, because okay, I'm kind of picking Bengals too. I think the Bengals are going to win this. And then to be honest, I don't think we see the Bengals in the Super Bowl again <laughs> with Joe Burrow. Like I just don't I can't I can't wrap my mind around the Bengals being a powerhouse dominant team in the AFC, this AFC for the next seven or eight years. Now that might very well be Joe Burrow might be the 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 culture changer that everyone's starting to call him, but I, I just I don't know. I can't see it. I can't see it in my mind the Bengals being good in 2026, 2028, like continuously, although uh Baltimore might be the only threat in their division right now with Pittsburgh having quarterback issues and the Browns are in Cleveland so i mean <laughs> you know like it it's just who knows it, i guess it could happen but i'm going to go Bengals too so you're you're comfortable with Bengals on Tuesday yep i'm confident i'm going to ride it all the way to Sunday and
0: i'm uh i'm a, i'm going to be pulling for
1: Joey B i uh, i think so me too uh, just there's something about him he's won me over over the it's past 2 years <laughs> yeah, it does. It just feels like it's supposed to happen. And then I feel bad for Sean McVay if that goes down, because he'll be he's the youngest head coach in Super Bowl history twice now. Uh, beating Mike Tomlin's record uh, twice. I think he's still only he's under the age of thir- uh, 40. Still. I think he's 38. So <laughs> he would have been in the Super Bowl twice before the age of 40 and lost both of them. Um, we'll see. I think it's gonna be a good game. I think it'll be close. Uh, I'll be fine with whoever. Comes out of it, but I'm leaning towards the Bengals for now. We got to get out of here. I know Skyler's got a whole bunch of work he needs to take care of. I got some stuff I got to take care of, too. You can follow Skyler's work on Twitter at Callahan underscore. The Hornets are in the middle of a five-game losing streak right now, but hopefully they can turn that around this week. Uh, you can follow my work online at Tobacco Radio or at DEZ underscore 3505. We will be back next week. We'll talk about Super Bowl fallout, and uh, we'll start to shift our eyes towards the offseason. I know Skylar's looking at uh, potential – Uh, draft picks that are out there for the the Panthers. Maybe we'll select a couple of them and take a look at uh, what the Panthers might go after in the draft and offseason needs in terms of free agency as well. So we got a whole lot of stuff we're still going to be able to talk about uh, Panther-wise. And who knows, maybe Aaron Rodgers will be a Carolina Panther by next week. You never know. You never know. (laughs) So uh, for Skylar Callahan, I'm Desmond Johnson. You've been listening to the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. Follow Believe at Believe Podcast on Twitter. Keep pounding.